friends. Welcome to Your Day Extra. I'm Nathan Edwards, the morning anchor for Your Day here at Dayton 24-7 Now, joined by my co-anchor, Alex King. Hi, Alex. Hello. And our meteorologist, Nick Maruziak. Join us for the first time on the program. How you doing, Nick? Doing good. And uh, can I point out the first time all three of us have ever done this together, so this should be a lot of fun. I mean, we already talk for four hours every day. <laughs> I don't know how much more we yeah. got to say, but we're about to power on through. So if you're just joining this program, here's how this works. We're going to be talking about different national talkers, different local talkers, kind of giving you a lay of the land of things that have happened throughout the week, happening today and happening in through the weekend. Then we're going to talk about our love hates of the week, and then we'll share our final thoughts. So let's go ahead and get started. Alex, I want you to go ahead and share your first big story of the week. Okay. What kind of saucy stuff do you got oh, for us today? You know, both of my stories are big stories, but I'll go. I'll start with um, Apple. They're making some major moves right now. So you have an update that is should be coming soon. Um, so have you ever wanted to leave a video voicemail? Actually, this is something I've thought about before because we've we FaceTime my mom pretty much every day with the mm-hmm. kids, and sometimes they'll answer. I was like, how fun would it be to leave a video with the kiddos? Yeah. yeah but do, don't you do that via text anyway? Like, am I the only one that'll take a video and just send it to someone? Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I did say in response to this that you could just do that. So, um, But with Apple's latest iOS update, iPhone users will be able to leave audio and video messages through the FaceTime app if the person your FaceTiming doesn't answer will allow you to leave a visual message for them later. Um, and then also with the new iOS uh, iOS 17 update, you'll get um, a journal app, which Apple says is a way for people to practice gratitude and also standby mode, which gives users a view of information on their phone when it's set down and charging. Hmm. That's interesting. And that's not it. Apple also is um, unveiling the mixed reality headset. This is kind of insane. It's called the Vision Pro. Hmm. Um, So some people are calling it the biggest new product launch in years. Uh, CEO Tim Cook says it's the first device you look through, not at. Hmm. Really? Well, that's kind of interesting. I'm wondering, you know, how that would really play out. Yeah. So basically it um, combines the real world with real world with the digital world. So in a promotional video that we watched earlier this week, it actually shows a person putting on the headset and seeing the app icons in the – and appear in the field of vision, and then the user controls the Vision Pro with their eyes, hands, and voice, and then you can also flick your fingers to to scroll. Maybe it's just me. I'm just not interested in VR. Like, it, it's cool in concept, and I know, like, the 80s had us, oh, we're going to put on this headset and just move this, choose music here, but... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I like a laptop in front of me or, you know, a handheld device. I could see the apps. Otherwise, I just want to live in, you know, reality, not enhanced reality or whatever they want to call yeah. it. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I have not had no interest in doing the whole VR thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not big on VR. I feel like it would make me sick. Like, it's a lot of motion. Uh, I, I'm not into that. But here's what I do think, okay? I told my wife this earlier this week. I said, mark my words, okay? Hold on. I think... I'm mark, going to write this down. Mark my words here. <laughs> so I think the VR is going to be a total flop. I do. Okay. But I think the technology is going to live on through our other devices. Mm. I guarantee you that within the next five years, you're going to see cell phones that you see right through and you can interact with the apps with whatever's behind yeah, you. Yeah, you should patent like that. a hologram almost, like you know, like well, the early eighties hologram. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to be a translucent. It's going to just be the piece of glass, and you're going to be able to use this. Yeah, and oh, yeah. that's going to be the phone. I'll bite on that front. That'll be yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I do feel like this is going to flop. I mean, they're the starting price is thirty five hundred dollars, so I don't feel like they're making it that expensive. 
You could buy a used car that. for that much money. I mean, the yeah. average person can't afford that or won't want to afford that. Plus, yeah. don't you have the PlayStation VR, the Oculus Rift? I don't know any other VRs out there, but there are already products out there that have been trying this, and none of them have hit the mainstream yet. Then again, look at iPads. Everybody goes, oh, it's just a bigger iPhone, and yet pretty much my mom is glued to her iPad. I was going to say everybody else has basically Apple. made a tablet of their yeah. own. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Apple's thinking if it's got our name on it. It'll do well. Well, yeah, and people pay, put up the payment plans, and they uh, pay it off over time. So mm-hmm. who knows? But the battery pack apparently only lasts two hours. So <laughs> I think they're going to have to work on that. Yeah, that, that would be a problem for me. So from technology to nature, Nick, is your <laughs> big story this week. Yeah, you know, so I, I like the weird stories. And uh, this one was kind of interesting because a scientist went into the waters of California, and they looked at sharks. And what they found is this crazy stat. 97% of the sharks that they studied via drone were within 50 feet of people. At the same point, wait, 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 this is the crazy part. What? They were observed up to three feet closer, up within three feet of people. Now, we think of shark attacks, right? You know, great whites. And by the way, these are juvenile great white sharks. Nathan, Alex, pop quiz. How many shark attacks were recorded during this study? Oh, probably none. <laughs> Actually, zero. She's yeah. not right. Yeah. Yeah. There were zero shark attacks, even though the sharks were within 50 feet of people and up in under three what, feet. They just want to hug? <laughs> <laughs> well, people attack sharks more than sharks attack people. Yeah, and the scientists did su- suggest that, okay, they weren't interested, but this can change as sharks figure out, oh, maybe these people will fish us, or then they could become predators. But at the same point, shark attacks are so rare, and that's why I love this story is because we think of sharks as, oh my gosh, if you get in the water with them, panic. 90% I'm... of sharks, you know, wouldn't. Does that freak you out when you go into the water? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... You know that's their territory. So, I, and I'm going to be honest. If I was if I was out there swimming in the ocean and I saw a shark, I would get the heck out of there. So, because... what are they doing? Are they stalking us? I mean, like, why are they kind of like lingering just, around? They're just lingering around. around. They're just curious. They're like, who are these land creatures in our waters? Yeah, and I mean, imagine you're walking down the street. I, I, Alex sees a shark. It turns into her house. She'll just grab the pump action shotgun. And go. I'm scared of wind. <laughs> I don't come into your territory. It's you not, don't come into mine. It's not a DC comic, but you know, it, it, you do you do think of it in that perspective of if you saw a shark walking, you'd be like, what? But yeah. like it's the same thing of us in their water. See, They're probably yeah. like, what is going on right now? And, and I've seen sharks in water. In fact, I've been within a couple feet of two of them. Uh, one, I was out surfing. Another, I was in Hawaii. And the guy goes, hey, uh, anybody, come down with me. He goes, look in that cove. There's a nurse shark. She's fat. She's happy. Just don't go in there, and you're not going to have any problems with them. Sharks, most of the time, are just, leave me alone, and I'll leave you alone. So just don't annoy them. How would you react, Nathan? I would cry. <laughs> I would scream. And I would never go in again. You know, the thing is, is I'm always, I'm much more of a lake person than I am an ocean person. I'm more of a, if I'm going to go to the beach, I will get into the ocean, but I won't go very deep. I'll go maybe, like, waist deep. I, I'm like no, thank you. I'm I'd rather good. be in a pool. Man, you guys are lame. Like I'm, ju- I'm well, jumping you, in the water. Well, you grew up out there. I mean, I I get it. You know, yeah, you New Jersey folks, you have more to worry about than that. You know, I, the one thing I fear though is going in a lake and actually getting like bit by a turtle. Like I don't care about sharks. Turtle? Like sharks, yeah. No, but they're snapping turtles. Like, come on, Alex. Like, yeah, it's not gonna ch- take a chunk out of your leg though. Yeah, but I'm, I, like, I don't want to lose a big toe. <laughs> like, I don't want to be. I love my big toe. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, hey, if you're in New 
Jersey. If you survived the mafia, you could survive the sharks. Hey, man, you know, sharks or the Jets, either one of them, you know. Oh, yeah, the Jets don't kill you. You're good. Uh, you know, hey, let's talk now about uh, my top story. So I wanted to talk about oh. our Facebook poll question of the day. Mm-hmm. And the most rewatchable movies, it's National Movie Night Day. Movie night day. Movie night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in National Movie Night, so we talked about this morning a little bit, but the most rewatchable movies, yeah. period. And somebody had made a comment on our Facebook post before I get into like my favorite rewatchables. <laughs> I want to talk about Christmas movies. So, I feel like they're the <sighs> ultimate rewatchable, yeah. and it's almost Christmas in July. Um, you know, what do you guys make? Like, if there's an all time Christmas movie that's the most rewatchable, which yeah. one would you say? My okay, I have top three. Can I do top three? Sure. Um, yeah. Elf, of course, Home Alone, and Polar Express. Polar Express. That one does not. It's my husband's favorite Christmas movie, so ah. therefore, it is one of my favorite Christmas. Look movies. at you being a good wife. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I love I, it. I, you know, other than Polar Express, I think she's two out of three with those. Mine's got to be Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, just cla- I, I feel like it's a classic, and you, you never could be get tired of it. You could be cousin Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, the uh, pooper's full, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Trying to make sure that I keep it peaceful. I could totally see you with, like, the turtleneck cut out underneath a V-neck sweater. <laughs> uh, just be like... No comment, hey, right? you gonna, no. you going to keep that chair? <laughs> oh, man. That movie is just classic. It's and so that's good. the thing is it's campy. It's fun. It's over. I, I feel like some of these movies like we were seeing are two, three, four hours long. And some of them are like 90 minutes. And it's like, that's a perfect... Dump in, dump out of a movie as you please, and just enjoy it. Yeah, one of the terrible Christmas movies I just love to watch over and over and over again is Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ah, Sinbad. I don't know why, but I'm obsessed with that movie. I just adore it. And I think that's the feeling for a lot of like those rewatchable type of movies. You look at the 80s, the 90s, it's comfort food at its mm-hmm. core. I mean, I think about like some in my list. You have Indiana Jones, Back mm-hmm. to the Future. I mean, stuff that I grew up watching yeah. over and over and over. Wayne's World. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many good movies from when we were kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nostalgia is a drug. And Alex, your list was uh, interesting. Well, not really. Well, okay. So, well, it was a one list. Yeah, I said the Twilight um, series. Excuse me, why throw up? Just okay. I'm very dramatic. Okay. You got like everyone has their everyone has those movies that they think back to, like on being on summer break between like school and those those summer nights, just watching movies, just hanging out, chilling. Whenever I watch those movies, it takes me back to that time. I'm not saying they're good movies. <laughs> they were good when I first watched them, but <laughs> now when I watch them, I'm like, okay, this Are is you so saying cheesy. you developed taste? Is that what happened? I guess so. Now, did you have posters of the Twilight Boys on your I wall? I did not. No, okay. I was, I've never had posters of anyone besides maybe the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Now... I don't know. I've never watched the Twilight all the way through because just the clips alone make me want to, you know, throw up. Um, but you said your team, Jacob. Jacob. I said Team Edward because no. I'm a Rob Pat fan. It's toxic. Did that change? Oh. Like, did that change? Like, were you like Team Edward at? The, I, I don't know Twilight at all for whatever um, it's worth. Maybe like when I was younger, I was more Team Edward just because that's kind of how the movies pushed you. But. The older I got, the more I was like, nah. I realize this conversation sucks. is making Nick and I look very old right now. And <laughs> like a couple what else But I also love other movies like Pretty Woman. Um, what were some of the other ones? I know Allie, like our um, production 
She had a power she list. She had a, like, few, a few of them that were really good. I can't even remember them right now. Nick, you said Saving Private Ryan, which I feel like is a depressing rewatchable. It's just, you know what? It's always on TV on some channel. And no matter you, what part of the movie, you just flip it on. It's just action in the background. At least you didn't say Schindler's List. That oh, God. <laughs> that would be awful. My other list is Shawshank, which is just... Oh. I, I feel like there are three, like, there are buckets of movies. There's, like, classic bad movies that bring us back, Twilight or Tommy Boy. And then there's, like, good classic movies that you're like, oh, yeah, I should probably watch that one again. Like Forrest Gump. It, it, those, those movies where you can just, you catch it on the TV yeah. or you see yeah. it on stream. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about yes. this one. Or there's those classic comedies like super bad or stepbrothers that will forever be funny well i think too like when it comes to rewatchables like for me they're the movies i turn on before i go to sleep like it's like a friday night i'm burnt out you just want a movie you can fall asleep to i don't want to think i don't want to think that's why i'm not watching like christopher nolan movies before i go to bed or i can't turn on a new movie i can't turn on a movie that i'm interested in watching or i will not fall asleep i'll watch the whole thing yeah that's it because i the only time i ever watch movies is like saturday afternoon if there's nothing on and i just happen to catch one on tv I mean, that's literally it. And I'm just one of those that I want to be sucked into a movie. And if it isn't pulling me in, I don't care to watch it. I'm not a comfort movie person. It's just, you know, I like my Tommy Boy because of uh, Holy Shnikes. And, you know, some would act like I like I act like partial Chris Farley, like just wild man. Mm-hmm. Brothers don't shake He's hands. Gonna... Brothers hug. Oh, my brother's got a hug. Dude, I love that. That's, that's one of my wife's favorite movies. She loves Tommy Boy. <laughs> and uh, we watch every chance we get. Our rewatchables now, though, basically consist of kids' movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've watched the new Mario movie Super probably Mario, yeah. 30 times already. But I mean, there are worse movies. I, to I watch. wonder if that's yeah. going to go down as uh, Hudson's favorite movie in like ten years, where it's like I'm always going to rewatch that. You know, I think about that a lot. Is when we're watching stuff or absorbing Aww. pop culture as with my kids. I think to myself, okay, so what is going to stand out? Yeah, in their childhood, I, I think about Sonic, the new Sonic movies, new Mario movies. These are going to be the iconic things that they remember when they get old. Don't, I love that. I know. And now I'm now I'm just like oh, thinking about emotional. I'm gonna start crying, yeah. but I think I'm gonna be okay. Anyways, Beautiful. we should probably carry on. I to have no emotions over here. <laughs> Soulless over here. Uh, Do you guys have any alien movies that you love? Independence Day, all day. All That's day. a rewatchable oh, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. And speaking of UFOs, according to The Guardian, the U.S. has been urged to disclose evidence of UFOs because mm. this comes after a whistleblower said the government has possession of intact and partially intact alien vehicles. <gasps> do, 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 do. So, <laughs> former intelligence official David Grush led the analysis of unexplained anomalous um, phenomena within a U.S. Department of Defense agency mouthful right um he allegedly claims that the u.s has craft of non-human origin and that information on these uh vehicles is being illegally withheld from congress excuse me why i put my tinfoil hat on here (laughs) (laughs) okay but i i believe him i really believe him do you believe Uh, part of me does part of me doesn't (laughs) okay i'm not sure i mean i feel like cultures throughout mankind's history have uh, seen unexplained things. Yeah. I mean, do you think he's just doing it for attention? I feel like we would have seen something by now. 
Do you know that, how many people? But I feel like they people have posted things and stuff and are like, well, I just saw this. What is this? And then, then you see it disappear and then no one ever talks about it. Yeah, but that's because someone gives them a direct answer like, sir, that's a shopping cart. Like, you're watching <laughs> yeah. a shopping cart. You're watching oh, a flaming wow. shopping cart to this guy. <laughs> you know, here's the interesting thing, though, is for years, uh, and I hope not to trigger too many people here, but whatever that was. Uh, <laughs> oh, for, for years... Uh, there have been rumors to have been aliens stored at Wright-Patterson Air Force yeah, Base here in Dayton. That I has been in the that. folklore for the longest time. They call it Hangar 18. It's funny because my brother's high school band, he called Hangar 18 and put a little alien on his shirt. Um, but, you know, those rumors have been around for a long time here in Dayton. Uh, Project Blue Book included Dayton in the mm-hmm. show. Um, and then also um, the opening scene of Super 8, the movie by J.J. Abrams, has this like train coming through carrying this alien, and it's going to Dayton. And it crashes in a small rural Ohio area uh-huh. near the Indiana state border. So, uh, I mean, that's, those kind of things have always been hovering over the Dayton area. So I think deep down in my core, I, I, I do believe it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so he said that he turned over classified information about the vehicles to Congress, and um, he said he suffered retaliation from the government. Mm-hmm. But he didn't suffer, He didn't explain why, and he. I will say that he, in the interview, he did mention he hasn't personally seen this. Uh, he had just interviewed pe- other people who work within yeah. the defense. See, that's where it kind of gets a little agency. weird Here's for me. Say, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not- but I mean, he left the government. After 14 years, um, well, the government- and another U.S. a current U.S. intelligence official did say that uh, confirmed the existence of exotic materials. Um, I will say the government has a little bit been more open about discussing this of late. I know there have been congressional hearings mm-hmm. on unidentified flying yeah. objects or aerial phenomena. I just feel like if it wasn't a real thing, we wouldn't even be having a conversation about it. I don't know because there was a book. So this is going back 20, 30 years ago. It was guy Lee Corso who said. I literally took parts out of an alien aircraft and made X, Y, and Z, which ended up becoming superconductors and things like that. And you look at it, and yeah, some facts didn't line up and other things, but these are the type of rumors that have been going around for 30, 40 years. I'm not saying that I don't buy them. I'm just saying that I'm a little bit more skeptical. I think there are probably some sort of forms of life. I'm just not sure that they have visited Earth yet or that they're intelligent. Smart to avoid us. Well, you know, and I think somebody posed the question well on Twitter when I was reading about this. They said, well, the two questions about this are equally terrifying. Either there's other creatures out there and we're not alone or we are alone. You know, in some ways, both those things are unsettling unsettling in their own yeah. way. Well, judging, you know, by where I'm at, I'm okay with being alone. Like, just, <laughs> just, you know, keep E.T. away from me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm good with oh, that. No. I mean, it would be cool to find out that there are other livable planets out there, though, because if Earth one day comes crashing down... I guess. Well, yeah, road trip, right? <laughs> Everybody into the camper van. Did you watch Don't Look Up, that video about the, you know, asteroid crashing yeah. into Earth? And then the very last, well, spoiler alert, the very last scene <laughs> has them going to a planet and getting eaten by the aliens. So, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I didn't finish that movie, but that's actually. Oh, funny. there you go. I just told <laughs> you the end. You're know. welcome. You're, it's been out long enough. I can spoil it if yeah, I want yeah. to. All right, Nick. So, what do we got for our other talker here? So, I was actually reading the story out of California where there's a herd of goats that are actually designed to go to spots and eat vegetation. And what they're there for is to prevent wildfires and this got me down the loop of looking up other animals in spain they use bison 
And uh, actually, nature's greatest one is the humble beaver, because if you think about it, they trap the water and move it around. It irrigates everything, keeps things wet, and also where they build their dams and everything, it can provide a natural fire break. So really interesting stuff where now we're going old school, where it's like, oh, no, no planes. No, we're just going to get some goats, those evil-eyed little guys. Yeah, I do have a problem with yeah, goats. I, I know that. I, I know. I just think they 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 have the soul of Satan, but that's okay. They're still cute. I mean, look into their eyes sometime. Uh, so See, anyways, I told you we, I would we, him, we don't need to go down my rabbit hole of yeah, me no, thinking no, goats no, are no. weird, but that is kind of fascinating, especially um, you know. I do have beavers near my house, uh, down by the Stillwater River, you have and they a zoo behind your house. I know I, I, a lot of wildlife in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, but they're always building dams, and you can actually go down by the river and see the trees where they're starting to chew away at the different trees. Cool. But I can see how that's helpful. And then also, uh, they use goats for mowing grass and stuff in different mm-hmm. places. I mean, that's a good idea. Yeah, people always make the joke that they're going to get a goat for their yard. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, you know what? The Naturally golf courses use them. And you think about it, they're in lawnmowers. They're not that much upkeep. And anything that they do upkeep is literally how do you transport them? One thing that I loved in the article was they asked people not to pet the goats and that the fences are electrified. And, oh, yeah, don't pet the dogs because the dogs are not friendly either. They're protecting their uh, their flock. You, so, uh, yeah. You know what? I think I just came up with a great idea. Oh, no. You guys hear me out here, okay? All right. So I think we can solve a lot of problems at once. First off, we can solve the evil goat problem. (laughs) And second off, we can solve a wildfire problem. We can export all of our evil goats to Canada right now to stop the wildfires up there. Yeah, um, that's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know if that'll work, but we could give it a go. And I mean, you're right. Give it a goat. You say that, and then we're gonna get maybe the goat idea. Here, Nathan, <laughs> and then guess what? We don't have any goats. Oh man, you're right. We need the well. We have bison. <laughs> <laughs> we have we other animals, sheep. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, just animals that can eat grass. And frankly, my dog could probably mow down a field the way she eats grass. Yeah, my dog's not much of a grass eater. Mine, mine is mine. Oh, yeah. well, lucky you two. I get to watch that. I'm like, Valkyrie, I feed you every day, and you're eating grass. And chewing up the yard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, back here at home in the Miami Valley, I want to talk about my next story here, and that is Kings Island is opening up the new Adventure Port, yes. which is really exciting. They've had their Adventure Express ride for many years, but that area has kind of been... Not as fun as some other yeah. areas of the park, so they added a bunch of new rides over there and opening it up. So, are you guys big roller coaster people? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like a diehard. What is it, roller coaster aficionado? aficionado. Yeah. But I do enjoy going to Kings Island um, and just and going on the different rides. I'm definitely, I definitely enjoy roller coasters. I think the last time I went was when I uh, like uh, graduated high school. I went there, and I'm pretty sure that we went when the park was empty, and I threw up. So I'm going to go with no. A hard pass on that <laughs> yeah. one. The only like, ride I refuse to ride is Drop Zone. Oh, that's kind of fun. Is that? is that like just a straight? Like yeah. I'm not. Like they mind. like l- lift Go you up, and then they just free then- fall. Oh, like I don't know. Like my favorite rides are like roller coasters where they get to the tippy top, and you can oversee everything, and you hear that, and then you're like. Okay. Uh-oh, we're yeah. in trouble. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But like those type of rides, I'm like, those aren't fun. Those are just like, okay, and G simulator straight down. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, you know, here's the thing is like I'm not gonna lie, rides in general just hit different 
in your 30s than they did when you're a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, there's a lot yeah. of ones that I, I, I would ride when I was a kid. I'm like, this is sweet. And then now I'm like, my back is sore. And I will tell you what, I cannot do the ones that spin. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a yak. So you won't be able to go on the new ride at the Adventure Board? Probably not. That's a hard pass. Like I did some like small mini spinny rides with my son at the county fair. And afterwards, I got off. I told my wife, I said, I can't do that. I said, I'm going to puke everywhere. Now, is that the the one with the unicorns or is that the one? Whatever. I don't know, dude. They just put me on this thing and I'm sitting in this tiny little thing next to my son. He's like, yay, dad. And I'm like spinning around and I'm like, oh boy, this is not going to said, Are you doing all right? He's like, yeah, I'm having fun. And I'm like, I'm not. This is not fun. Does Megan enjoy roller coasters? No, no, no. But you know what's really funny is. so a couple years back, we went to King's Island's Haunt Fest, and she likes the scary stuff. I hate the haunted houses. <laughs> and I like the rides, and she hates the rides. So we went on this roller coaster, and I have never heard these noises come out of her before. Yeah. <laughs> she screamed so loud. And she's a very mild, chill person, yeah. and she does not get worked up very often. It was hilarious. I still laugh at her about that, That's but hilarious. it's great. I love that. So, yeah, go check it out. They just open up tomorrow, uh, the Adventure Port, so it should be a good time. Make sure you get your blue ice cream while you're out there at King's Island. my favorite part of King's Island. Uh, I'm I'm not sure blue ice cream and rides go hand in hand. Maybe after. It does. Yeah, yeah. I can attest. It does. (laughs) On the way to the parking lot, out of there. You can't go to King's Island without getting blue ice cream. Just don't get the chili dog before you hop on. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe anything more. That'll do it. That's the key. All right. We want to pivot now to love-hate. Alex, what is your love of the week? My love of the week is happening today. We're going to go see the new Little Mermaid and then go to Italian Fest afterwards in Cincinnati. So it's going to be a good day. Little Mermaid. So you said you watched the old one last night? Yes, we watched it last night and it's just crazy to see it. I mean, I haven't seen it in a very long time, so it was crazy to see it. But it's, I mean, we wanted to see it before we went to watch the new one. Speaking of rewatchable films, The Little Mermaid there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel differently about the movie now as an adult than when you were a kid? Not really. Like, my husband and I were talking about that. We were like, it's really ahead of its time. Like, it came out, I believe, in 1989. Yeah. And um, it was such a good movie. And even watching it now, I don't feel like it was bad by any means. Like, it was actually very impressive. Like, thinking back to the fact that it came out that far. Yeah, that and that was really before Disney started really hitting its stride in the nineties yeah. with all the other big hits. That yeah, they had. and we love to look for Easter eggs in movies and oh, all the Disney okay. movies because there's, if you didn't know this, there's Easter eggs in pretty much every single Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And apparently, in this one of the scenes, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse are in it. It's in the very beginning of the movie. Really? It's like I think it's the concert scene. There's the also beginning. there's also a theory that the crashed boat in the water is actually the boat from Anna and Elsa's parents that they died on in Frozen. So just throwing that out there for your observations. Anyways, take it you haven't watched Little Mermaid lately, Nick. (laughs) Uh, I think I was four the last time I did. Maybe five. 30 years. Yeah, exactly. My hate for the week, um, seeing how intense the Canadian wildfires are getting and just the fact that it's impacting even us here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously... The air quality has not been great. You're, you have concerns about people who do have um, health issues and whatnot. So hopefully, if you do have health issues, stay in this weekend. Um, Dude, New York, those pictures, like, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it looked insane. Yeah. And then, obviously, concerned for Canadians who are anywhere near that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's concerning, and I did not like the haze, but I'm glad skies here at least have cleared up a little bit. Yeah. So. And I was reading somewhere that the air quality in parts of the United States was the worst in the world, and that includes, you know, China, Tokyo, places where it Eesh. literally is always smoggy. Ours was worse because of the fires. I mean, that's crazy. That's it's intense. Yeah, certainly intense. Nick, your love hate. Uh, so love. I'm going to go with a, a, an app called FlightAware, and I'm sure everybody's heard of it by now. If you haven't, really cool app because you could track flights. And the reason why I got into this app is I live on the runway to the uh, Wright Brothers Airport. So I was sitting there and I'm going. I wonder where that plane is going. And it got me to looking around and watching the planes. And now I can real time look at where the planes are that are flying overhead. And for me, it was just kind of relaxing to basically transport myself up to 30,000 feet. Imagine what a person flying from, let's say, L.A. to Boston would be seeing as they look down on Ohio. I'm guessing they'd be going, hey, look, there's farmland, more farmland, more farmland. That's far more educated than my version of plane watching, which is <laughs> I would be my, imagining myself flying away somewhere well, tropical. We're on the trampoline, and my two-year-old Owen goes, "Pain, pain, pain," and points to the skies. Go, and I go, "Pain, pain," and it's uh, yeah, good old time. Hey, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that I don't know why, but that brought a smile to my face yeah, sitting man, in the backyard. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, my hate of the week is probably something a little bit personal. So I've realized I hate when I just don't know what to say. You know, when you get in that awkward situation where you're like, I want to say something, but I can't. And, and part of the reason is, you know, going back to Fort Wayne, I still have people reaching out to me all the time. By the way, if you're watching this, thank you. Um, <laughs> but honestly, there's some times where it's like there's so much I want to say about my time there or somewhere else. But I always feel like I'm letting people down if I don't say something. So a lot of times it's really tough for me to be like quiet. And that's why I hate that feeling of... What do I say? How do I say it? And by the time I think of something to say, it's already passed. It's a good thing I'm Dr. Phil, and I can help you out here, Nick. Oh, well, help, please. No. <laughs> yeah, you two are looking at me like, oh, this poor guy's going through it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> It's just, you know, like when those thoughts you have, you're like, man, I, I really get sick of that feeling. And uh, there's no real good way to handle it other than just sometimes, hey, got to be quiet and think through it. Yeah. Oh, I'm always that way, too. I just got to think before... I spew because I love to talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 sorry, Alex. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, my love of the week, and this is great. Um, Kellis's milkshakes bringing Bill Murray to the yard because the seventy-two-year-old be Bill Murray is dating the milkshake singer Kellis. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Darn right, it's better than yours. And she's forty-three. There's quite the age gap there. Twenty-nine years. What yeah. Do you, yeah. Love is love. Love is love. Yes. Unless it is a minor, All, and that's not good. No, geez. no, <laughs> wow, that got dark. I have to throw yeah, that out there got, so people don't take it. Okay, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, the that podcast got, off the dark portion of this yes. one. So uh, you know, the thing <laughs> though is, is we've been seeing all these old dudes, man, and yeah. they're young. I mean, Al Pacino just had a kid, right? Well, uh, he impregnated a twenty-nine-year-old at mm. eighty-two. That's his girlfriend. Um, his I mean, girl, yeah, their yeah. girlfriend. Um, and then Bob De Niro is having another kid. He's in his eight or close to his eighties. Yep. He might be seventy nine. And then now Bill Murray going young. Yeah. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. Wow, there are no. I know more... you're Team Murray. I'm yeah. Team. 
Can I point Jealous. out that all these, all these old celebrities are taking away women from me? I don't like it, but uh, no, I do like Bill Murray, so he's a classic person. I'll make my hate real short. Also, the haze, I did not dig that at all. Final thoughts here real quick. You know, uh, it's been fun here. I love you, too, and uh, I love working here. And, uh, you know, it's nice to be invited to podcast, and uh, hopefully you'll invite me again. Although, uh, judging by this one, we'll see how it goes. Hey, you behaved today. Yeah, you were, <laughs> you were good. Uh, my final thought, it's National Movie Night, so I hope if you have some time today you have, or you find some time today to watch one of your favorites or maybe a new one that you've been dying to see. Yes, and speaking of dying to see, my final thoughts, tons of great movies, as <laughs> Alex mentioned. I'm excited for Oppenheimer. Oh, that yeah. one's coming out very soon. So uh, thank you so much for joining us on Your Day Extra. As always, we appreciate you. This is Alex, Nick, and of course, I'm Nathan from the Your Day Morning Show. Make sure you tune in every morning uh, throughout the week from 5 to 9. And of course, it's been a Ding 24-7 hour production. Make sure you like and subscribe. And we'll see you back here next Friday. Make sure uh, everybody has a great week ahead. See you guys. Bye.